Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Final Destination Edition. We're pitching sequels today. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare you Awards. With me, as always, is Tom Stewart from Lonesome Whistle Productions. Tommy, how you doing? They're dying in order. <laughs> the most quoted line from this series. Yeah, absolutely. Every one of these movies starts to bend towards a Scooby-Doo episode where they're trying to figure out the order. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, which is why that, that uh, in The Final Destination, that usual suspects level reveal is really not warranted. We, we've not had a very complicated plot. No, no. <laughs> so, speaking of which... <laughs> Um, we're pitching sequels today. We are. This, we've talked at length about these movies and <laughs> the the manner in which they present themselves and how you could set your watch <laughs> by, by how they present themselves to us. So here's what I'm most interested in. In the pitch a sequel segment, do we need to go beyond the inciting incident? Is it just which well, which accident well, do you like best? Like, <laughs> what's your accident, you know? What's your accident? Yeah, well, um, I, I think you with my pitch you will, but, but I, I, it'll become clear why. All right. Um, but because this, because I'm, I'm also cognizant of the fact that, that uh, this series wraps up so well. Yeah, exactly. That I don't really want to compete on the same ground. Um, so I'm, I'm really. It's funny you say that because re- really, what I'm do, what, what I did, what I've done with my picture sequel this time, differently from other times, is I, I've kind of, I've kind of noted the plot holes in each movie, and kind of built a movie around that. So this okay. would, this would, this would not. Uh, flow from Final Destination 5 in the same way that previous movies do. And, and uh, am I understanding that your movie will... The the time stamp of your movie will take place during all of the movies? Is that is that what you mean by... In, in a way, yeah? it does, yeah. In a way, it well, does. Well, tell me about it then, because now I'm <laughs> fucking fascinated. Well, this movie is called The Final Explanation. (laughs) It's a movie made in the mockumentary style. Okay. So it's a a fictional movie posing as a documentary. Um, Let me back up. (laughs) By all means. (laughs) So this this movie, (laughs) a man's head has just been cut off. Um, there's a, it's a pale ale truck. The, so it's this, this movie is set in our present day, 
2020. That's nine years from the events of Final Destination 5. Right. Um... Here's what's happened. So in Final in Final Destination 2, we get two pieces of information that have kind of been forgotten about but are very important. The first is that it's announced at the beginning of the film that the public now accepts the Grim Reaper exists. Okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is never referred to again. Everyone seems completely surprised when the Grim Reaper appears, uh, killing people through pigeons and the like. And later on in the movie, we discover that every time someone cheats death, there's a ripple effect that affects a kind of exponential number of people. So, in 2020, after four major incidents of people cheating death, the ripple effect of that is killing Wait, were they all? are they all together? Or No, no, no. The ripple effect of all those... Uh, oh, the previous. Those... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of from Final Destination two, no Final Destination three, to no, fi- from Flight one eighty <laughs> through to five. Yes. Um, the ripple effect of that is now that that people are dying in huge numbers around America. Pigeon related fatalities are at an all time high. <laughs> you know, every time you have a glass of water, a uh, you know a uh, a plug falls in it and you're gone. You're gonna turn. You're gonna see the news turned on and and the the broadcaster, the newscaster will say another, another tanning bed fatality today. Yep. Funny you should mention that the news reporter, because what's <laughs> happened is you, you remember at the beginning of uh, Final Destination two, uh, there was a, a news journalist interviewing. A, um, oh yes. A man who uh, believed in death and. You know, said that now it, it there's proof that death exists. Mm-hmm. So that man that he was interviewing is now the president of America. <laughs> oh my god! Because everyone know because everyone has now accepted with the number of deaths, the other people that are dying around the country because death is kind of catching up with his accounts on a daily basis. That this guy was telling the truth all along, and now he is the president, and he has banned wholesale um, the pursuit of science and any rational explanation for death. Which means that the journalist that he was talking to at the beginning of Final Destination 2 has been fired from his job. He's no longer allowed to be a newscaster because he still believes that there is a scientific, empirical reason why people are dying. That they can all be explained empirically. (laughs) Of course. So he becomes an underground documentary filmmaker... And makes a movie called the. Fi- He's making a movie called the Final Explanation, where he looks at all these giant hubs of people cheating death. Final explanation. And uh. he he he's going through all of the all of the facts about these about what happened here, using a lot of Agent Block's notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's there, and the movie is all about proving that there's a there's a rational empirical explanation for everything that happened the grim reaper does not exist so but the problem is that every time this movie tries to do any investigative journalism you know we're lost in la mancha style storms and accidents keep befalling the production oh yeah <laughs> 
but the but what happens is they manage to prove uh let's say the 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 guy who's the lottery winner in um Mm -hmm. two in two they were going to prove that his building was going to blow up no matter what and as soon as they prove that there's an empirical explanation for that people stop dying in big numbers and they begin to realize while they're making this movie that the more things they prove with science <laughs> the weaker death becomes <laughs> so the whole movie is a God. battle of wits over whether um science can defeat uh the grim reaper that's the movie i fucking like that movie yeah um and you know let's face it it's not that different from what 2020 is like in actuality well and <laughs> a that's pres- the thing. a president so... who doesn't believe in science and lots of people dying in big numbers right and <laughs> for the second time in a row not in a row but we both pitched gremlins sequels that were very similar <laughs> and once again, we're we're kind of on the same page and of like minds. So when I first started thinking about a sequel like you, I thought, you know, the problem is that these sequels wrap up so nicely. So it's like, where the fuck do you go? Yeah. And then I thought, do you even describe a narrative? Like to mm. me, it's just, you know, to me, I was if you just took it on face value, OK, there's going to be one more. Just tell me your accident. <laughs> you know right, what I the, mean? The, the, like, saying Final Destination is also a description of the plot. Of a mode of travel. Yeah, exactly. So to me, it was like, you know, I was like, okay, do you pick train derailment? No, because you already had subway, yeah, subway derailment, and it was done really well, and, you know, you can't go there. And so it, to me, it was like, what accident do you pick? And I thought, ooh, what about hot air balloons? That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like a crossover then, with Up. Right. And so then the more I thought about it, I started leaning towards a story about that takes place in the White House again. Oh, interesting. But with our current resident in the White House and revolving this entire series and the machinations of sort of the Rube Goldberg, but involving COVID. Mm. Now, I started developing this idea before the fucking White House got COVID, (laughs) (laughs) which is where we're at right now. So, 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 so basically, you engineered this so your pitch would have more relevance, right? Right. Is what you're telling me on air. <laughs> and so, what I imagined was, instead of seeing like a cup, a Slurpee cup on top of a an electrical box that goes, you know, like starts sweating, and then causes a short that causes the tanning bed to go to a hundred that kind of shit it's it's the idea of a person who doesn't believe in covid Mm. like all these characters don't believe that death can come after them right and you have one person who's been lockstep with the president the whole way and then has a premonition about a person with covid Hmm. (laughs) 
and then you see the cough come out, and then it wafts over here, and then it lands on somebody's hand, and then they touch their eyeball, and then they shake hands with somebody, and that's how we're following death Interesting. through this story. So in that way, I think we're we're you know we, we're kind of on similar pages or parallel pages, kind of going in the same direction. But I really like the idea in yours of that added component of the because like you i was thinking of a documentary type style you know right okay um not necessarily including characters but say um you know like when you're watching the shield and the shield feels documentary style so kind of like that it is also to be fair it is the refuge of of the the desperate uh, late franchise entry. Yes, that's Diary true. Diary of the Dead, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but I do like that aspect that, you know, the empirical science coming into it, that's a nice touch. Well, that, I, I mean, like that a lot. It seems to me that in every one of these movies, there's there's a, a different way that you can defeat death. So every movie has to have its own hook as to how you defeat death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed to me that the obvious one here was that science could well see science uh, well, could counter and, magic basically. But you, like, because so that was the end game for me. Yeah, the end game for them getting out of it was finally believing in science. Yeah, and just <laughs> but I thought of it more like just watching. Somebody walk down the hall and then go into a bathroom and wash their fucking hands. Right, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah. You know what I mean? And put a mask on and that kind of shit. But, the, I mean, uh, th- this, these, both these pitches kind of speak to the idea that, you know, if the characters in these movies thought about personal safety in a different way... Right, yeah. They could defeat the Grim Death. Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that we never get. That's really the only thing we never get to in the series. I mean, I remember, I think, late on in Final Destination 5, someone finally, you know, voices the thing that we're all thinking, which is where they say, uh, one of them says, well, someone says, like, well, why don't you just stay at home? And he's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where I am. It's the order we die in. Right. It doesn't matter if I'm in a dangerous place or a safe place. I will die because of the order. Yeah. Um, and that was like the first... I was like, thank you, finally! Somebody says I, it. Because it, there's right. this emphasis on like, oh, we, we just won't go out. We just won't go here. No, it's meaningless. No. Um, right. But uh, so I think that was one of the hanging questions is like, could you go back to these movies and say, well, as we did... This was the direct result of those fucking kids and bad parenting. You know, the fireworks (laughs) went off in someone's face because those kids were setting off fucking fireworks. Mm -hmm. Right. That guy, that guy's gas pipe is going to blow because he keeps pouring oil on his fucking stove. Right. (laughs) You know, it's all, it's all those questions. And that was what was most prominent to me as like, this is the unanswered bit. Well, and that's why I liked the idea. That's why I went where I went with my movie, yeah. because it's it's this White House who won't just say, put on a mask. Right. Who won't just say, yeah, let's all wash our hands and stay six feet away. The easiest fucking thing for us to do, yeah. you know? And so that's why I liked 
you know, going where I did. And of course, you know, it sounds like kind of where you went too. May I suggest the title Viral Destination? Nice. You're right. I hadn't even thought of a title. You never do. It's okay. No. <laughs> I, make, I'm not... I make them up afterwards. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, no, I, I think, because I, I even had that struggle of like, I don't even want to use the title of the mm-hmm. uh, of the franchise because yeah that, and, I, and I did want, have that conscious thought I actually don't want even my sequel to contaminate this series right I want people to watch this and uh, like you know in the same way that you watch uh you know the 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 prisoner could be a sequel to danger man but it doesn't necessarily have to be Right, you know, Lily Hammer is a sequel to The Sopranos. If you want it to be, but it's not. If, if you, you want don't. it, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I, I actively don't want people to think of this as a canon Final Destination movie. I agree completely. Yeah, I want them to think of this as something that you might find on the DVD or the Blu-ray as an extra. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. As like a, as almost like a kind of in-universe. Uh, an in-universe sequel. Well, I guess the right. I guess all sequels are in-universe. But what I mean is, it's like. Well, but it's like the idea of you know when the you know a few years ago the Walking Dead was uh, getting so big for its britches it was doing these kind of five-minute shorts. Exactly. On the internet, that kind of shit. I wanted it. So I think of it in that way. It was like basic. No, I I know I know what I wanted. What I know how I'm gonna sell it. It's it's. Found footage within the Final Destination universe. Okay, yeah, that's the way that's I cool. want to see. I want it's like this is a documentary that exists within the Final Destination universe, but it is not a Final Destination film. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with that's you, and I'm on your page. This series is people. I, I, <laughs> we've said it before, and we'll say it again. Go fucking watch these movies. <laughs> This is not like, you know, we're 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 coming on to, uh, we're coming on to some franchises where there are so many missed opportunities, for right. for for great sequels out of you know great material, that just doesn't that just doesn't translate. And that's the weirdest thing about this series we talked about in the very beginning, where I you know the idea itself seems stupid. <laughs> And they make the absolute fucking most out of all of it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, they it, really do. It's almost as if you know, it's like, it's it's like it's the best, <laughs> it's the best pudding bowl haircut you've ever seen. <laughs> they put they put a pudding bowl on your head, cut around it, uh... and every time it looks like fucking Vidal Sassoon did it. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking great! So, all right, I, I can't. I, well, you know, I, I, I can't speak highly enough of this franchise, and so pitching, I can only pitch a, a, a tangential sequel to it. Me too. Yeah, I agree. Well, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, if you like Tom's side story the final explanation the the final explanation in which the the uh documentary film crew 
is battling through science mm-hmm. and either causing or <laughs> or relieving death. That's basically it, yeah. By doing so, or if you like uh, my COVID White House related uh, side shoot, the viral destination, the viral destination. Let us know at uh, the everything sequel at Gmail or let us know. Uh, you can send us an email at everything sequel at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Please find us on Instagram and let us know. If you're listening to us right now, please rate and review us and uh, tell a friend. Yeah. All right. For Tom Stewart, I'm Michael Schantz. Tom, I'll give you the last word. That's final. (laughs) We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care. I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer.